Transient mic. Write, record, preserve. Rolling. Transient mic. Transient mic. Transient mic. Transient mic. Transient mic for tricks. We believe a nonprofit mobile studio can give artists and musicians the opportunity to record and own their masters. We believe that music can create change, define a culture, and shape our experiences. If you agree, then join us in our mission to preserve music and sound. Support our mission by going to transientmic.org slash donate. I think music is is uh, is its own views, you know, it's just like it's 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 there for everybody and like you know we all just gotta tap it the right way in this episode we meet michael boer and talk about the songwriting life in and out of the recording room we also discuss his newly awarded role as an ambassador of the austin music scene as he travels to cities around the world as a participant in project atx6 This is uh, Josh Danart with Transient Light 4-Track Series. I'm here with Eric Panico and Michael Boer. Uh, howdy, y'all. How What's you guys up? doing? All thanks right. for having me. How, thanks for being here. Boer is one of my favorite local Austin musicians. Thank you, sir. I saw him for the first time at an event here in Austin. We have uh, Hotel Vegas on uh, New Year's Eve. They do a uh, 16 to 20 band yeah jamboree and they choose a year and bands play albums from that year and two years ago uh i was lucky enough to see michael boer do the pixies which album was that oh that was so the year was 89 right right so that was doolittle doolittle and we uh cheated a little we did other uh, oh god i can't remember what we did uh not i guess like where is my mind things like that but we did a lot of cheating that was great everybody cheats (laughs) exactly it's fun that's about the best it's great to do, you know, as a as a musician or a, a band, an artist, whatever. On great way to spend your New Year's. I agree. But man, I agree. It's one it's of my best. favorite events in town, and yeah, and, and it's and, great for y'all too, like the showgoer, you know. And uh, Michael, and uh, I was so so with my friend of ours, uh, Matt Butler, and we were just so blown away by his ability to channel uh, Frank Black, <laughs> and we were just rocking really hard Thanks, in the man. front row, and boom. Next thing, next thing you know, two mm-hmm. years later, we're here in a studio right. talking about your, your new album, Lonely Tears. Oh, excuse uh, me, Funny Tears. Yeah. Apologies. No, that's not. That's Lonely Man shit. Maybe I should have called it that. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. That's not <laughs> Lonely bad. Tears, no? That, that's Lonely Teardrops. <laughs> so we talked about how you met Mike, Michael yeah. Boer. Um, there's, uh, uh, Michael, you got a lot of history in this town. Zykos, uh, and you guys did you know, quite, quite a lot of touring together and kind yeah. of a lot of exciting things. Uh, can you talk about some of your experiences, some of the bands that you toured with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that band was just so great because it was a bunch of uh, lifelong friends, you know. Um, matter of fact, let's see, uh, three. So there was myself, uh, Catherine Davis, uh, Mike Rader, Jared Sikoski, and Jared Harmeyer. That was the original lineup. Uh, two Mikes, two Jerry's, and a Catherine. But we, uh, we were, uh, three of us grew up on the same street growing up, uh, Pebble Springs, man, Houston, Texas. And then the drummer lived in the same neighborhood, you know. And then uh, the, the other guitar player we met in college, but, you know, we'd known each other forever. So it was like childhood friends. Did you guys ever do anything when you were on 
in Houston? We did. Yeah, we did. I, I actually was in a, uh, the first band I was ever in. I just sang, you know, so I hadn't even like tried my luck at the guitar at, at that point. But um, and we had one other guy that that wasn't in Zykos. But yeah, man, that that band was uh, kind of a, we were kind of a, we added Catherine and then the other guy. He was another Mike. So I think that's why I'm known as Booer. And then there was Raider, and there was Beatty, and it was just like everybody is uh, last name because there's just too many damn mics everywhere, you know. After Zykos kind of wound down, I uh, I kind of just sort of um, took it. I didn't take it easy per se, but I just I didn't do a whole lot, you know. But I I was just writing, you know. And um, I guess what well, let's say, man, 2014. I guess I started to really play out a lot. And I got my band solidified, and we made this record, Phony Tears, and we made it with Mike McCarthy, who's amazing producer. And actually, the record I have some other guys playing, so the band kind of solidified after we made the record, which uh, I think is going to be really fun to do the next record with my guys, you know, because I really feel good about these guys. It's like they're great, man. Brian Roberts, uh, a couple guys named Ben, Ben Lance. And Bill, Ben Milburn. There's you all see, these repeat names. The, man, exactly. Man. It's you need crazy. To have that. Otherwise, it's not a Boomer band. <laughs> right. Exactly. There's all these uh, bees too. Ben Boomer. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, we. Uh, it's fun. So, the uh, the thing about Zykos too was that we uh, we toured a bunch with with some really pretty uh, remarkable bands. We got a chance to tour with. Met a lot of great people. So this band, uh, Boomer, hasn't really. We haven't really gotten out to do any long-term touring yet. I think we did one little tour up to, uh, we played Hopscotch. It's like a festival in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. But other than that, we didn't, we haven't done anything extended yet, you know? So any, any stories you can tell about touring with these bands that won't get us into any legal trouble? Oh, let's <laughs> see. Man, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, well, I think my favorite, uh, and always because uh, the uh, Will, from Ockerville River has become one of my best friends. And he's on the, the Boo record. He's on there singing a couple of tunes with me, but we just had so much fun with them, you know. I think there's one night where we put like uh, just typical idiot, idiotic stuff for you. Somebody passes out and you like, you know, draw on them. But we like put easy cheese all over our bass player's <laughs> face and took pictures. And, it's kind of before social media was so, uh, you know, predominant. But it's probably a good thing. Right. It was probably, yeah. So why don't you talk to us about your new project, your new album, uh, what, what you got going on with that. You know, I'm, I'm really interested to hear about uh, your um, your work in the studio. Yeah. Because uh, obviously you've got a whole lot of experience touring. You've got a whole lot of experience playing out. You're playing out all the time. Yeah. You just sound like a real seasoned veteran all of a rock sudden, and roll guy. Yeah. Well, that's cool. uh, but obviously there's a lot going on in the studio for you too. Yeah. Uh, what, what is uh, what, what is that, you know, kind of, you know, your, your studio experience and how do you carry that into the clubs and, yeah. and play the live music? Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, tr definitely. It's, uh, I mean, that, that is two different animals really, you know, but uh, this, with this record, we did it with Mike McCarthy who's done, you know, so much, so many things that I'm such a big fan of, but we were really, I mean, I wanted to make a great rock and roll record. I wanted it to feel kind of like a family, uh, family affair for lack of a better word, just high energy. 
And uh, I tried to bring, uh, I guess there's 10 songs on the record, tried to bring 10 kind of different, but, but, you know, similarly uh, themed songs together. And, uh, yeah, we just, and with Mike at the helm, McCarthy, he just will bring you the best sounds. And the best thing about that was just singing uh, with him behind the board. He just, he'll bring out great performances in you. And uh, we experimented a lot, but it was it was easy, you know. We just we we made it. We made the record we wanted to make, and um, yeah. is it getting a lot of play? Is it is it getting uh, a lot of activity on the uh, on the Spotify's I and, hope so, and the yeah. YouTubes? I right? hope so, man. I, yeah, I mean, you know, you could always want more. I I'm always gonna I, want more. I play it as often as I can. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just let it let it roll, rack up those plays. Right, right. I, I love it, and and uh, I love I that you came into it. the studio today and you recorded on the four track here. Yeah, we had a great uh, time. I think you know you, we're 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 doing something really really good here, and Sweet. I'd like yeah. to let let's just give it a run. I'd let's love give to it hear play it, right yeah. now. And let's Absolutely. hear it. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Oops, I no easy way coming away without a bleeding side, cheating a lot. Another test is all it's looking like and So you move on, recover each day You break some teeth in the fire Drop your keys in the pot Won't be able to buy and then remember All that you got right Oh, and if you were mine I would still take your side then a stare comes from over there Looks surprised And then all I suffering Don't forget it's true Oh, it is me Hey, wait, no, it's you And then I went Not as cheap as used them. And well, it always seems that it's underway, and I think you're chasing the night. You simply say that you just mind your way to dark. You have a place to hide. And so you move on through that shrubbery maze. You break some teeth in the fire, and the tall grass blades. From the light until the devil Runs through your short, short life Oh, and if you were mine I would still take you side But then as a stare comes from over there Where you gonna look surprised And then all that
Well, that was beautiful. Uh, I, I love how you, you laid in those uh, those guitars in there. Almost sounded like violins. Yeah. Really, really mm -hmm. cool. Uh, Orboris is the name of that one. Uh, yeah. That's with the, the the snake eating its own tail. Right. You know, it's, a, it's a very spiritual symbol. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so how how is that spiritual symbol something uh, like what what is it about the song I, what, and the, and the lyrics of that song the meaning of that song to you why that name Orboris? Yeah. So I guess yeah you know the the whole the, uh, the Orboris itself is you know, whatever, creation out of destruction, it has a bunch of different meanings. To me, it was almost like, um, you know, I kind of took it as my own, uh, the subject matter, so, you know, sort of like working against yourself. Um, uh, so I, it might not even, that was my kind of uh, version of, of Arborus. Uh, and, you know, there's actually a few songs called that, so I was kind of like, eh. Should I do this? But hey, it's cool, and it's it is just kind of like working against yourself. Is uh, but I think the the Arabers, the legend or whatever the uh, in mythology is is almost it's a little different. Where it's a creation out of destruction, and which which the, uh, that works too, you know. Do you have a certain process when you come to write songs? Are you yeah. regimented where you're like, I've got to spend two hours writing or something like that? Man, I think I I think there is something to that actually. You gotta kind of prod yourself. You can't just um, wait for inspiration to strike. But like, yeah, I mean, I think what I I usually um, end up uh, either a, a piano or a keyboard or a guitar. Most of the time, guitar, and just coming up with a chord progression, kind of. Get a, a melody, kind of mush mouth it, um, and so the lyrics will all kind of fit the lyrics in with the sounds. And some people do it the other way, you know, where it's like, you know, a, and I've done it the other way too. But I think most of the time, it's more natural to just kind of get a good progression. You really concentrate on the melody that way, you know. And uh, yeah, just like wedge some words in there. Sometimes the best thing about that is I think is that. Uh, for me, at least, is that words will kind of just fall out. Like you're humming along, you got a melody, and words are almost like delivered to you. Um, if you're mush mouthing something, you'll, oh, a weird word, the syllables, the consonants, vowel sounds. And then you can kind of take that as a, as a hint. You know? You're inspired by these muses. Right, maybe, you know, I think everybody, I think music is, is, uh, is its own muse, you know, it's just like, it's 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 there for everybody and like you know we all just gotta tap it the right way so yeah right on because i've heard that song you know with his full with the full boo or band yeah, and, it's and i thought rocking. this i thought this version was so scaled back and mm -hmm. so interesting as opposed to hearing cool. it when you perform it with the full band uh, and awesome. one of the things i was thinking about when I was listening to it and seeing it, you do it as a from full band perspective is your delivery obviously changes okay. as well. And your delivery live is so leaving everything on the stage. You're, you're so energetic on the oh, stage yeah. and it's so nice to hear the same song right. played two completely different ways yeah. and delivered two different ways. So it says a lot about you and it says a lot well, about thanks. the song as well. So that's, that's that versatile, I guess. So I think thanks, it's a really man. interesting uh, choice to play. I think that is a, th is a, is a big that's a big point uh, to take away from that is that um, I always think if you have a good song, I've said this before, but uh, if you have a good song, you should be able to, you know, dress it up a few different ways. Mm -hmm. And you should be able to boil it down to, you know, the, the main melody and lyric or whatever, 
with uh, maybe just the core instrument, you know. And if it can stand on its own that way, then I think you have a good song, you know. How do you feel about living in Austin and doing your thing in Austin? I like it. I mean, I love Austin. I have such a fondness for it. I grew up in Houston and went to, came here for college and just never left, you know. So it's kind of all I know as far as, I mean, when I was a kid playing, we, we actually, my high school band played a bunch of shows in Houston downtown and, you know, parents let us go play downtown, the big, you know, the big city. But Where, like, where'd you play in Houston? Oh, downtown? man. Well, uh, Fitzgerald's has been around for ages. Uh, the Abyss. It was also called the Vatican. Did you ever get uh, over to uh, Numbers? Were you, were you, yeah, we played you Numbers. My old band, Zykos, we were older at the time. We played with the Bonnet Films at Numbers, like, God, like 2010 or something. Maybe 2009 or something. But, yeah, I love Numbers. Upstairs at Fitzgerald's. Right, there, yeah. So. Then you're like, you've made it. Yeah. So, yeah, first show I ever played live, ever, was it? Zelda's downstairs, Fitzgerald, like Fitzgerald's downstairs, and you right. had to like give tickets to your friends, and they bring, you know, it's like almost pay to play, but it was fun. They've they've straightened Fitzgerald's out now, so yeah. it actually sits upright. It's oh really? Sloping, <laughs> that yeah. rickety old joint. That's beautiful. Though. It's charming, man. There's a lot of charm at that place, you know. That certainly is. It's a it's a yeah. it, the wooden there makes it a really right. rich sound. Yeah. Totally, man. Absolutely. All right, well, let's hear your next song. Uh, next song we record, it recorded here is Tuxedo Park. Yeah. Uh, so let's give that one a listen. Awesome. I turn around to walk in my my feet got crossed You always said don't leave So I learned not to get caught A good place to lean Won't break your back Even hurt your arms But I fell down out in Tuxedo Park And you know I love these new people my state of mind On a day they wanna come relieve you well, You know some others leave you here to rise And you know I'm thinking about leaving On that day, finally get it right She'll be made to feel uneasy Or even compromise All my tea into your trash You bought a hot meal, you steamed and you stew And then I saw you laugh when I tried to chew She said that joke's on you A cool place, it won't be a lightning forward pass It won't be long If it all went down out in Tuxedo Park and you know how it all stays on that easel And I hope you'll paint what you never find Oh, but in case you want to come retrieve me Hey, well, I lean against that here and now And you know we 
all till it's right. Tuxedo Park. Great song. Thank man. you, man. While that was playing back, we were talking a little bit about the origin of the name of that song. Yeah. And uh, wish we captured that when we were talking about it. Let's try it right. now. No, so yeah. Tuxedo Park. With a, where, where, where is this park? What I remember is it's just being, um, God, it's, it's some, I mean, I should probably know this more, but it's on the East Coast somewhere. And well, I just remember being in the van and seeing that uh, exit sign, Tuxedo Park. I was, that's, a, that's a cool image, you know? Cool uh, name. It's cool. a metaphor yeah. for a lot of a lot of could be a metaphor for a right. lot of things, right? Right, and that's kind of what I was like, you know, oh, that, that, the imagery built in. I was like, I should maybe that's a good idea for a song. I don't know, man. I'll, I'll bank that for later. But it was just the whole thing about <clears throat> there's a lyric, you know, fall down. I fell down out in Tuxedo Park. It's almost like uh, I don't know, the, just the whole image of being all dressed up and supposed to be at your best, and you're, you know, you're shiny. Your shiny best, and you fall down in the mud. You know, like I don't know. It's like it's sort of a jumping-off point. A lot of times, it's where songs. It might be a, a song name or a line or something, but it's, it's like a good jump-off point as a, for an image. And you can just run with it from there. It'd be great if you did like one set wearing tuxedos and do like a costume right. change, and just come back out in formal <laughs> tails and maybe stuff maybe like that. Maybe fall in the mud and, and fall, then go change. Speaking yeah. about jumping off points, you're you're uh, involved in a project called Project ATX6. Um, I'll just kind of kind of introduce what that's all about. Uh, just looking at the the website for Project ATX6, it's a, a nonprofit organization, and it was born out of Austin's live music scene, uh, and uh, it's been around since 2014. And each year, six new musicians are selected to travel to international music festivals. Uh, after five years in existence, the project has guided 30 musicians to festivals in France, Germany, England, Japan, and Canada. And uh, now you're doing that too, and uh, you just right. got back from Halifax, didn't you? Yeah, man, I'm so that's such a gift to be able to, oh man, I mean to be able to travel with these people, and that project, uh, you know, it's it's incredible. Um, we're going to Vietnam next. Halifax is amazing. We are um, it's six, all six of us. The other five folks are really great. Like I just, I should give them a shout real quick. We got Jacob Jagger, Corey Reinish. Uh, Georgia Parker, uh, we got Carrie from Calliope Musicals, and uh, Nettie from Trouble in the Streets. And um, man, these it's it's a really eclectic mix in the sense that everybody's kind of a different, um, stylistically different. You know, they occupy different genres. And um, man, it's been really cool so far to collaborate. And I think it's just gonna we're gonna like. It, I think the first trip was kind of getting to know each other in a in a in a uh, foreign foreign city but we're gonna um like i can't wait to get uh, i'm gonna make a band out of these uh you know two or three we got a great jacob's a great drummer george is a great bass player so 
Well, we're going to see there. a documentary, and, we, and the, the documentary right. is going to produce all the. We're going to see all the music. We're going to hear all the music that you did. We're going to see where you went. Yeah, and uh, that that's and that, that's what they do every year. They, they build do. a documentary out of all this. Right, and Chris Breck is the guy who founded it, and he is. Uh, it's just a beautiful uh, intent behind his whole the whole thing. Is it, you know he he's an amazing songwriter too, and he I think his whole thing was he just wanted to uh, showcase in more of a structured way. Uh, uh, you know, he picked six people. He wanted to showcase, like, hey, man, there's like these are people representing Austin. Export it, you yeah, know. Exactly. And then he can, and then something that maybe he didn't have when he was starting out that he wished he could. And so he's actually doing that for us, and it's really rad. Uh, Exporting the the Austin music scene. You guys are like the ambassadors of the Austin <laughs> right. music scene to the world, totally. which is kind of a unique uh, situation, right? Uh, and you guys went to Halifax yeah. on a very Hell auspicious yeah. day for the Absolutely. history of Canada. Yeah. Uh, it was the day that marijuana was legalized. Right. And <laughs> there's which, a great picture of you and uh, Jacob. Right. Which I've never, I've never touched this stuff. I've never seen it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was it Smells cool. like oregano. <laughs> right. It was always oregano. But don't, kids, don't play with oregano either. <laughs> but uh, it, man, that was kind of crazy. Like somebody i didn't know we were uh, i guess it was a couple of days before we went and somebody said uh, i think somebody thought it was just halifax it was going to be legal but oh. it was fuck, the whole fucking the country the whole country you know? the great white so, north yeah um it's beautiful so eric and i were lucky enough to see you record with the project atx6 guys oh, yeah. um give peace a chance yeah. Uh, at what studio was that? That no, was Arlen. Arlen Studio. So Beautiful studio. With, with Band of Heathens. Right. Uh, Laurie Gallardo was there. Yeah. Uh, Carson. Um, mm-hmm. Carson right, Cone she's was a there. previous ATX Sixer. Everybody's talking about ministers, sinisters, banisters, and canisters, bishops, and bishops, and rabbis, and popeyes, and bye-bye, bye-bye. All we are saying. really neat thing yeah. and then you selected what was going to be played on the b-side and right. tell us a little bit about that yeah i just sent chris a thing one day because uh there's this it's a bob dylan song bob dylan wrote it but nick cave it's on the, that nick cave murder balance record it's just so good uh it's called death is not the end and uh, i was like <clears throat> the reason why i picked it is like there's just so many great singers trading verses like we should do this and it's like you know pj harvey like Kylie Minogue, Shane McGowan, uh, God, I can't remember. There's one or two more, but Nick Cave and uh, they trade. It's just awesome, man. It's like, and and I sent that to him, and he was like, "Oh, this is perfect." And um, not even knowing that we were gonna do that recording session, so he was like, "Oh, we're gonna do a seven inch, which I guess we're gonna make." Yep. And so that's gonna be the two, those those two songs. And it's kind of a neat juxtaposition Absolutely. of the yeah, two songs, right. of the A side and the B side. Yeah, that is true. Uh, and also, you know, I think the reason that Chris chose uh, "Give Peace a right. Chance" was you guys are going to Montreal after Vietnam. Yep. Uh, and maybe talk us a little bit through yeah. the history of that connection, you guys in Montreal and the song. It's sort of like we can't we can't not do that song. It's like. Uh, where the bed in John Lennon and Yoko Ono had their bed in at and wrote uh, "Give Peace a Chance" was at the hotel we're staying at in uh, Montreal. So it's like, yeah, you kind of got to do this. That was you a know, really good Once the idea, in. yeah. Once the idea got got tossed out there, it's like, come on, right? We better do this, yeah. So and it worked out. That was a that was I don't I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, no. that was like 
I'm so glad you guys came to that. That was fun, man. There was just, there was something special happening in the studio that night. I thought it was. It was just a lot of friends. Really, you know, really everybody, it felt beautiful. everybody knew each other. It was a beautiful time. Yeah. yeah, it was nice. It was cool. It was my first time in a recording studio. Oh like wow! That too. So Look for me, you. it was super exciting. Well, what about this place? Man? I know. This, yeah. I'm knocking bucket lists yeah. off with you all the time. Like, hey, there you go. Amazing. Uh, and I think that recording uh, when you guys did get piece of chance. You guys gelled so well. Cool. And talk, you know, around that one mic and watching yeah. you guys come in and out. And it was just, so, and I think you guys did it in what, three or four takes? Yeah, I think so. I think we, maybe we even, I think the second take is what we, what I think we picked, you're right. you know? Yeah. yeah. So. And, uh, but it was a really neat environment. It was, a, it's such a, it was such a unique experience cool. uh, for me and I'm sure for, for you guys as well. So oh, it was. I think the Project ATX6 program that you guys get involved in is oh. pretty amazing. And I was telling, uh, I forget who I was telling, but it's just such a gift of, uh, to be able to travel. I mean, we're about to go to Vietnam, and I, I don't know if I, I'm so excited to go there, but I don't know I, as much as I can't wait to go there. I just don't know if I would have been able to ever go there otherwise or i would have ended up there but um man it's gonna be great and it's like no matter where you're at in your music career being able to do something like this, uh, this specific thing atx6 is like it's just such a gift you gotta be grateful for it and like you know what's, I'm what's the tip i so gave grateful. you about walking in vietnam oh yeah just go with the flow baby. just go with the yeah. flow don't stop for right. the mopeds i think you know what and somebody else mentioned that too so uh, you said that somebody actually Waited to cross the street and got hurt. They broke her. Right. She broke her leg. Right. She so how that? You know. <laughs> so I'm gonna go over here and buy. Just, just keep walking, man. They'll go around you. I've never heard of somebody not, not stepping in the street and breaking their leg like that's, that's something. So, cool. I'm glad we got to preserve a couple of songs today, Michael. Oh, man, I appreciate it so much, and, uh, guys. It was really cool having you in, and uh, yes, uh, yeah, so it was a real good time, yeah, man. All right. Awesome. Appreciate Thank it. you Love so much podcast. for coming. Go you see Boer. Anytime, man. Yeah, yeah. go see Boer. Come on out, y'all. This episode was hosted by Eric Panico and Josh Danart. The songs Ouroboros and Tuxedo Park were written and performed by Michael Boer and recorded at our studio in Austin, Texas. Audio engineering and mixing by Jeremy Fowler. Podcast editing by Eric Panico. Special thanks to Jeremy Briones. Transient Mike is a 501c3 nonprofit organization devoted to the preservation of music and sound. Help support our mission by going to transientmike.org slash donate. If you would like to be a sponsor, contact us at info at transientmike.org. The four-track series is a production of Transient Mike. Thank you for listening. A cool place, it won't be a lightning forward pass. It won't be long. If it all went down, I